Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurett. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 39 Uncensored Everything Southwest Florida and Beyond. And we have a great podcast today. A friend of mine, co-worker of mine, he is the president of the Punisher's Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club in Collier County, Tom Cullen. Tom, oh, yeah. what's going on, buddy? What do you think about this studio? You I, like this? It's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool vibe, you know, just hang out. Yeah, we have a lot of fun here, you know. Yeah. So I know we've we've worked together uh, at the sheriff's office over you know several years. I admire you. I know you've been in law enforcement for for several years up in Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. So you're down here now. You're in Florida. How long have you been in Florida, Tom? Uh, nineteen years. Nineteen years. So what we want to do is I, I kind of follow the Punishers a little bit. I follow you on Facebook. I know you kind of follow the show, and we thought it'd be a great idea to bring you in talk a little bit about the punishers law enforcement motorcycle club and you know kind of what's going on with them and you know just just tell us what's it like being in the punishers motorcycle club and and tell us a little bit about the club itself uh the club itself formed in new york city in uh, 1999 and uh, it was a way for motorcycle enthusiasts that were among law enforcement to get together and hang out and do some things and the Punishers came along, and our logo came along because it's, you know, uh, the Punisher, the whole Punisher theme, to punish the evil that prey on the on the, uh, on the the weak. And, you know, it became this guardian, uh, you know, it's our guardian skull. But, uh, the, you know, the Punishers have grown over, over that many years in uh, countries all over the world to over 200 chapters. Wow. Uh, well over 2,500 members. And uh, its primary goal and our mission statement is in service to others. And we kind of keep to that. Okay. Very good. So, yeah. And, it, and I think you guys are like in France, Italy, Slovenia, yeah. Switzerland, Spain, Portugal, Germany. And I think you have, you told me you have like 20 chapters just in Florida alone, right? Correct. Yeah. Florida is the biggest state. We were constantly getting chapters uh, growing in Florida. And between here and Charlotte County, we have five. Really? Chapters. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we have, you know, Port Charlotte, Estero, Cape Coral, Lee County, and then I'm in Collier County. So it's not broken necessarily down to counties. It could be a couple different chapters within exactly. the county. Now, how do you become, or how, what is the eligibility requirements to be a member in the Punisher's Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club? Uh, you can't have any arrest involving uh, certain crimes, drugs, violence, things like that, um, and certainly no convictions. And there is an entire an entire process that you go through that we do follow a traditional motorcycle club kind of core 
And uh, so somebody has to hang around for a little while, and then they, you know, they put in their interest to be a prospect. We vote them in as a prospect, and the prospect period takes however long it takes. And uh, in order for you to become a full patch member, which means you get all the patches on your back and get to ride with the big dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah you get right. to ride closer to the front. Yeah, okay, that's how that works. So yeah. you as the president, you get to ride in the front and call your county, right? In, in the front. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty wild, pretty wild. And we'll talk a little bit about, about you know, riding bikes. I have I have a Harley, so I kind of, I like got a fat boy, right? So I, I love it. I'm kind of like one of the weekend warrior motorcycle guys. And, you know, I, I ride in Florida, but we'll talk a little bit about your, your crash, but I ride in Florida, but it's it's it, you got to be careful. You you have to. Yeah, you got to be careful. You definitely have to be a, a, on the defense. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. Now I know that in the club, I was reading there's no females allowed. I mean, does that ever create a problem, or does most people kind of understand that in the motorcycle club culture, or how does that work? Yeah, it's uh, in, in a traditional motorcycle club culture. It's you know it's a it, it's a gentleman thing. It, it's you know it's more of a man's existence but the females are set up to kind of do their own thing right and for instance you know uh the punishers we have the punishers which is an all-male club but not to leave the females out we have the guardian bells okay and the guardian bells is also a worldwide club they're our sister club and that's made up of all women okay and uh you know and it's women that are in um in some kind of relationship or or you know whether it's a friendship or whatever of of the punishers typically wise girlfriends like a nexus yes yeah nexus to them and then now i know you guys i have i've seen your facebook page and then i've heard about the charities and events and things like that you do for the community yeah um can you give us an example of some of those yeah uh last year uh for thanksgiving we started out by wanting to feed 12 families by the end of the day we ended up feeding 103 wow um families yeah not fam- just people fam- families yeah yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Um, and that extended all the way up to north fort myers which we normally involve the other chapters when it gets into their their area um just because they know or they have connections with um people that would donate or help you know help out and uh but thanksgiving it was just you know we hit the ground running and you know we kept getting phone calls hey can you do this we have an elderly couple uh on top of that uh we've raised money for you know human trafficking awareness um we just did one for ptsd awareness i did see that yeah um so it's and, and the money that we raise we make every effort possible to keep it in our backyard. So right. we, you know, we had uh, last Christmas, we found out the week of Christmas about eight children in Carter County that were sleeping on the floor. They didn't have beds or anything like that. And uh, I just come out of heart surgery mm-hmm. and uh, we made a decision to buy them eight beds and wow. guys stepped up, they delivered them, they set them up. And then the, the pictures that we got on Christmas morning were everything. Yeah. So basically on a case by case situation, probably right. If somebody yeah. needs it, they approach somebody in the club, mm-hmm. you guys maybe 
you know, decide whether or not you're going to push forward with it. And then if it's a needy cause, worthy cause, you guys are there to help out. So that's, that's kind of how things, things work. That's, that's pretty good. And in the community in general, I mean, what does the community think about you guys? And we'll talk a little bit about, you know, some, some thought about the differences between, you know, you guys being a, a real traditional motorcycle club, motorcycle gang type of thing versus, you know, law enforcement, what differentiates, what do you do in the community other than that? Do you, you guys ride for special benefits and poker runs and things like that? Yeah, we, we put together a lot of events, a lot of poker runs, and primarily that's the way we raise money. Right. And, uh, but we get together and we ride and we hang out and, you know, we have, we have a spot that's ours, you know, our clubhouse mm-hmm. and, uh, we go there and hang out, shoot pool and shoot the breeze or whatever. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, it makes for a good time, but it definitely develops a strong relationship or brotherhood. Right. Um, and then when, you know, others, their families get involved, you know, it gets really close and, and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So we don't just have police officers either. We have just like-minded people. So we have, you know, we have a retired flight medic. We have some nurses. We have, you know. Usually like a public safety type thing yeah. and military, right? Yes. I believe. And maybe Patriots type of thing is that you know, people people jump in, right? Okay. The big elephant in the room, I know you're going to, you know, probably know about it, right? So I probably think about it. And probably people listening to this podcast are like, listen, you know, you guys, what you're describing is, you know, that's a motorcycle club, group, gang, whatever you want to call it. What makes, you know, the Punisher's Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club different than the Hell's Angels, the gangs, uh, the outlaws? What what makes you guys different? Um, the biggest thing that what makes us different is we don't wear diamond patches. And what that means is anytime you see a diamond patch, they're traditionally governed by councils of the council of club for that state. And it's a dominant state regardless of what club it is. Um, and, you know, we don't tolerate people being arrested. You know, we yeah. are, they consider themselves one percenters. We consider ourselves 99 percenters. And, you know, if there's any, if there's any trouble that's brought to our attention, we do full investigations you know, we do suspensions. We do what's called, uh, you know, we we have our own internal punishment uh, with the suspension, and and up to include being terminated from the club. You know, it's you know, our image is what people see, and and then what they read, hopefully, is is all good things. We don't have that negative energy coming to us like some other previous law enforcement uh, motorcycle clubs. Right. Cause I, you know, if you go on the websites and the Facebooks, you guys see you guys, you're like, you got the beards, you got the whole, the whole get up, right. Yeah. You got everything, which you guys have your brotherhood. But I think, I think you hit on the head, the big difference. And, and when I used to teach street gangs and, and everybody would say, what's the difference between, you know, a, a group at the high school, you know, that the key club versus a, uh, a criminal street gang on the street, same uniforms, sometimes not yeah. same, but they, you know, they wear colors, right? Mm-hmm. They have three or more people, which would de- define a gang, but the key element is committing criminal activity to further the group or gang. Right? right. So that's where I think that line 
is obviously drawn. Absolutely. Have you ever had to like remove somebody from the club because of uh, uh, improper behavior of something or concern? I've had to issue punishments, but the punishments were because of maybe just not being aware of their surroundings and you know, uh, being in a situation where, you know, maybe some off-colored language was being used around somebody or somebody was, you know, trying to speed and go in 90, you know, on, on the interstate. And none of that, we, 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 we don't tolerate any of that. And right. there's consequences for it. And it's because it's, it all comes back to, one, the image, and two, just just the respect that we need to have for for the public and, and aware of our surroundings. Because if you can't be aware that there's children there, then obviously you're not aware that there could be a criminal element there as well. And first and foremost, you know, with all of us, you know, we're, we consider ourselves protectors, hence the punishers. Right, right. So, yeah, I got you. So now let me ask you this. When you go to large motorcycle events where there are other criminal street gangs or motorcycle gangs there um, automatically just because you are there, number one, they know you're law enforcement. How do you handle that situation? Because there's going to be times where there's going to be rides where, you know, toys for tots, where, you know, you've got this gang, that gang, the whole, everybody for that day seems to get along, right? For yeah. the most part. Yeah. How, how do you guys do it? Um, and it's, it's just that it comes down to what the end goal is. And, you know, we can exist just like in our community. We can exist with a criminal organization, but, but not affiliate with them. And the same goes with riding. You know, we, we ride in our own little packs and we go out, we donate our money, we enjoy the ride. And then afterwards, we just, you know, we do our own thing. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely have a mutual, I, I believe, at least in this area, mutual respect enough that even people that are in those clubs, uh, you know, you have the big five clubs, um, you know, the Hells Angels, Outlaws or whatever, uh, not all of them are criminals. And, you know, in some of those clubs, there's doctors, lawyers, bankers, they just you know, that's who they affiliate with. And, uh, you know, but we will, we will pay our respects in the sense of, you know, a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you know, and, and it's pretty much a little, quick respect. Yeah. 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 And not, it, not mingling and yeah, hanging and, out after. And, yeah. and, and the same goes for them. Right. You know, they don't, they don't do, uh, you know, they're not quick to come up to us and pat us on the back or give us a hug or anything right. like that. I mean, right. that's, that, that's, yeah. You know, no, no, happen. no good. Yeah. 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 Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, let's go back a little bit. I know when I was working at the sheriff's office, you were involved in a, a very serious motorcycle crash and you yeah. guys were doing a, a ride, I believe yep. for a good cause. Can you, can you go back to that day and kind of tell me how that whole thing transpired? Yeah. February 16th, 19 or yeah. 1990, <laughs> 1990, <laughs> 2000. I want to start dancing. Um, uh, just February 16th, uh, 2018, um, we, uh, um, we did, we were out to do a, a charity event to raise money for human trafficking. And 
our second stop, we were going up Vanderbilt Beach Road and between Logan and the cemetery, um, somebody broke formation. They re-entered formation in front of me and then break, you know, hit their brakes. And it happened so quick. I don't remember a whole lot, but the accident happened. I wasn't wearing a helmet. I was going about 30 miles an hour. Um, we were in quite a large pack. Um, over the handlebars I went, my bike went over end over end, you know, front over back. And uh, uh, Ricky Garcia is a retired flight medic for Collier County, kept me alive until uh, MedFlight showed up and died twice on the way to the hospital and ended up with, uh, you know, skull fractures, broken ribs, broken back, broken tib-fib, broken foot, crushed orbital socket. Um, I'm pretty banged up. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't realize it that day because of my capacity at the sheriff's office. I think I was like the first or second person called. Yeah. And uh, I can see you kind of tearing up a little bit. But it's such a helpless feeling, right? So when, when I got the phone call, they said, hey, it doesn't look good. I don't think things are going to go real well. So yeah. I kind of like, okay. So I made my notifications and, and did what I did. But how has that... I mean, obviously, you got a lot of feelings about that. How's that? How has that impacted you? And you know, how are you able to get up on the on the iron horse and go again? Uh, the iron horse, I got up on that uh, because of my wife. Uh, literally on the way home from the hospital, she stopped at Hartley, and said, "What are we doing?" She said, "You're buying a bike," and you know, there was conditions. I had to buy three wheels. Yeah, you know, okay. I had to go the old piney route. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, uh, but I, but I ended up loving it. You know, I I love the freedom and the comfort that you have to to riding on three wheels, because um, you don't have to put your feet down on a high. Yeah, you just can chill. You, just, you know. Yeah. Um. But but it, it's given me a respect for riders and a, and a definitely a sense of awareness for how people drive and how they don't pay attention, especially this day and age with cell phones texting and driving and and you know things i've like seen them do it on bikes before oh yeah 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 it's crazy it's, not that yeah. and a car is any better but it's at least you know on a bike yeah yeah on a bike is is, is bad yeah but uh you know it, it's definitely taught me a lot and it's definitely taught me that i am far from being done to give back to my community amen that's good you know um yeah so how long was it like the recovery process? And I know you, you know, you're in a different capacity now in, in law enforcement wise, but how, how long has that recovery been and kind of, you know, will you fully recover? I guess. 100%. Um, I'll, I'll never fully recover. You know, it's going to have aches um, and pains, right? Yeah. I still have a lot of aches and pains. I just literally got cleared to ride on Monday um, because I had surgery in, uh, in, uh, October. Wow. On my foot. Um, it's yeah. past October. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just got Dang. cleared to ride on Monday. Okay. Uh, so it's been, you know, riding has been hit and miss for me. And, but, you know, it, throughout that whole process, you know, since the accident, it's still a healing process. You know, I've, I have traumatic brain injury. Um, you know, I have, uh, I, I've, I've had uh, heart surgery, um, aches and pains. But you're tough some bit, so you know it, it 
the community drives me, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, you know, the people that I work with are just amazing, you know, um, and they've been amazing through this whole process. And that probably gets me more emotional than anything is that there wasn't a time throughout this whole process that somebody wasn't there, whether I had to pick up the phone and call or whether they called me, it was, it was just a consistent. Yeah. And I look back and I feel, feel a little bit because the way the rules have changed in big organizations where, you know, they have FMLA, I'm not FMLA, they have HIPAA rules, regulations. Can you call? Can you talk to them? Can you ask what's the matter? You know, those are all things as, as a, in the administration you're all concerned about because, you know, you always wonder, hey, I haven't seen Tom for a while. How's he doing? So you ask other people and you ask around, but it's good to see, you You know, obviously up, moving, doing the things, helping out in the community, doing that. And you, and you probably have, like you said, a second go at it here. And you're oh. probably like going to try and make the best of it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, this is a time of year that, that we're, you know, making our big push because it's the busiest time of year for us. And uh, we just uh, went together with the, somebody from the sheriff's office that set up a toy drive. Um, and there was a kid that was diagnosed uh, with leukemia, with a rare form of leukemia. So we came together and uh, we pulled some money together to donate to that. So we were glad to help with that. And uh, we still have some more families to help. So we're always kind of reaching out, but people have that, you know, mindset of it's a motorcycle gang, you know. Um, yeah, you got to break that. It's going to be a constant barrier. Exactly. Because ultimately, you know, you go on the website, you say, hey, look at these guys. They're, you know, they look like, the, you know, they look like, you know, the part, right? So, yeah. so, but that's kind of like your culture. That's what you want to do. And like you said, I think if, you know, if you well define and distinguish the differences, I think that's right. going to be the key. And, 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 and like you said, a lot of it's like, Hey, what, you know, let's not just talk about it. Let's show the difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're, we're registered 501 C three nonprofit right. tax exempt, you know? So, I mean, any, any donations that we, that we get in are obviously, you know, tax deductible and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And we, we give it right back to the community. So anything that we do, you can physically go see, what whether, happens with it? Whether it's building a ramp for a, a veteran, you know, that needs it to get into his house, you know, building a wheelchair ramp, whether it's, you know, hanging a flagpole in a, in a veteran's yard um, or, or whatever it is, you know, uh, you know, if it's a police officer that, you know, uh, had an un or misfortune uh, happen in their life, you know, we want to be there to to support them in, in any way that we can. And, you know, in, in our club, we have electricians, we have carpenters, we have... Trades of all sorts. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we'd like, to, we'd like to offer that up when it's needed. And, you know, if we don't take care... If we don't take our care of our community, and I'm not saying we as the punishers, I just mean we collectively, um, that's where our community starts to fade out. And, and then we lose that sense of community and, you know, Collier County with as many people as we have still has a small town feel to it, you know? Um, and it's just, it's great to look back and see the friendships that we've made that otherwise would have never been made. Right. Um, through this. And it also brings a newfound respect because they they say, Oh, you're a law enforcement motorcycle club. Oh well, yeah. You know, and then they, all they hear is law enforcement. 
and it brings a, a, a different respect to that profession that they may not have had yeah. initially. So yeah. no, I get it. I get it. No, it's good. Now I understand there's a there's a book in the making or it's it's been made or where are we at with that? Can you fill us in a little bit about the book that you yeah are gonna be involved with? Yeah, it's uh pulling each other along. Uh it is a book that follows a, a, another book that was written called A Pound of Kindness based on Dave Clark. Uh, Dave, Dave was a, a major league baseball pitcher, uh, diagnosed with polio at 10 months old. He played baseball on crutches. Wow. Yeah, and, I saw some. Uh, you know, and just, just, an, just an amazing, amazing guy. And he's funny. And he's hilarious funny. But uh, we have the book that, that's coming out it's already written. It's in publication. Uh, Terry Bradshaw from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't know the Pittsburgh Steelers. I never heard of them. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I'm a Patriot fan. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like the Patriots, but better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're tied for the Super Bowls, right? Yeah, uh, we, we, we got to fix that this year. Mac Jones, come on. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, Terry Bradshaw wrote the forward to the book. And then Rocky Blyer, who played during that same era, he is Steelers too, right? Yeah, he is a Steeler. And uh, but he, but Rocky's story is really interesting. And uh, Rocky left the NFL to join the Army and went to Vietnam, and then he came back and rejoined the NFL. That's crazy. Um, yeah, he wanted to do his serve part. His country. Yeah, yeah that's he wanted to do his part. And and what a what a humble guy. Uh, uh, he is, uh, but there's other, there's so many other people involved in this book. For me to be a part of this book is humbling. Um, you know, we have Bonnie Mann. Bonnie Mann, aside from Terry Bradshaw and aside from Rocky Blair, Bonnie Mann is probably one of my favorite athletes. Mm -hmm. um, only because of what she's accomplished in the face of adversity. Right. Um, she was inducted into the United States Marine Corps Boxing Hall of Fame. Wow. The International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame. I mean, this woman is just, just a beast. Yeah. Know? And uh, so to be, be part of it and then to see this different side of her thinking, I can't get, you know, I can't get over that you've been in a ring just mashing somebody's teeth in. You know, and then I'm sitting here talking to you, and it's not clicking. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, you know, you're like this girl next door, you know, yeah. um, obviously with a lot stronger punch. But but there's so many incredible athletes in this book, and uh, it's you can get a pre-order now. Um, the Punishers have on our Facebook, facebook.com, call your Punishers, if you don't mind me. No, I love that. that. In there, yeah. Um, People can go on there and find the link to the book, and it's called Pulling Each Other Along. And that all the proceeds from that book go toward charity. Uh, Dave Clark does baseball camps around the country for children with limitations. And uh, and I, I am in that book with, uh, you know, with the Punishers, um, particularly I mentioned in the book uh, in a chapter that, you know, the consulted with me and and some of the things that that i've been able to accomplish here with my guys uh yeah i'm interested to read that section so that's kind of what you're 
involved with with the book it's you've got a a, a section in there or yeah, and piece of you and it's all about pulling each other along okay and, you know in the face of adversity you know not giving a hand out but giving a hand up and just kind of pulling somebody to to great things and maybe pulling them out of that slump that they need a little you know boost but you know, it's, it's really, really a great book. I mean, I've read some of the chapters. I've been fortunate to, to pre-read in a non-book format, uh, you know, some of the finished chapters. And it's just Todd Sivan is uh, a huge part of that book, and he is a fantastic writer. And then we have um, uh, a couple, Tom and Laura, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name on your show. But uh, <laughs> we'll put it. We'll put a link in there. We'll yeah. try to track it down but as well. Yeah. Laura was a victim of an assault and uh, a, a violent, violent uh, torture uh, episode with her, and she ended up paralyzed from it. Um, just a lot of emotional and physical scars. And uh, she's written a book, and she's part of this book as well. But her thing has always been poems, and poems have gotten her through her tragedy. And she wrote a book of poems that I'm fortunate enough to have been, have been gifted a book from her. Wow. wow. And, uh, you know, you just you come across and you meet all these good people that you didn't think existed. You knew there were good people out there, but you didn't know how far it reached because you don't, you just, you don't make an effort to, to really look at it. Right. You go about your day, you yeah. move forward, and just you're kind of like, you know, yeah. in a forest going down a path, but not really seeing the whole forest. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. No, that's good. Just, it's great having you on as a guest. It's I'm hope, great, hopefully, great. we can do it again. You know, you get a lot of information, a lot of insight. You do a lot of things in the community. Next, next uh, thing you have, give me, you know, give me a call. We'll let you at least mention it on uh, 239 or talk about it's it or be big. whatever we got it yeah so that's good big, especially for the kids yeah you know so, so that's but, good that's you know, good all right tom well i really appreciate it anything appreciate, else to throw in or add or i appreciate you having me here yeah. and uh you know it's really great seeing you always yeah you know? we always have fun and, we always uh, talk we always talk about the you know the steelers get, pats you gotta get you out rotten i know i gotta get right i gotta go on the, i gotta get on that bike i mean it's sitting there on the trickle charge at the house every time i'm just glad it starts when, when i go to crank it up i've got I, i've got that fat boy i bought it in 2013 i think and i think i've got like 2,000 miles on it oh wow <laughs> and then and then when you got in your crash i can i can slow me down for like a couple of years i'm like yeah. ah, i'm gonna stay off i'll stay off my bike for a while but I, every time i get on i get the same feeling you get you're like wow it's just like so nice. It, it's it the is. freedom. It's you know, it's there, and uh, you know, it's just you just get a totally feel different feel when you're on a bike. Yeah, and, great. and I and I, I throw this out all the time. If we have any retired uh, first responders, veterans, frontline workers that that want to know that feeling, let us know. We'll take you for a ride. Yeah, it's probably pretty cool when you line up. And how many how many on an average ride do you have bikes? Well, last night we had seven right but we can right. get you know we had the ptsd awareness summit ride that we had 60 wow that's pretty cool but, you know we've been on rides where there's been 200 yeah yeah you know, we rode to north florida for a kid that was being bullied austin booth yeah you, if you're listening yeah i remember that um one. but uh and we picked him up at school yeah, that's pretty cool. So 200 motorcycles pulling in the bus loop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we did that uh, with Bubba, uh, Bubba Love Sponge. We did the Adam Jobbers Miller fun mm -hmm. run up the uh, 
up at the Harley dealership. That was really cool. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of it. It's fun riding in those in those big packs. But like you said, even now what you said, you just gotta be careful. You, you, you definitely <laughs> gotta be careful. Get your head, you know, in the wrong direction. And you know, it's like you know, but yeah, it's, yeah. You know, but you know, we want everybody to be safe. We want everybody yeah, of to enjoy of our part of paradise that we yeah. get to enjoy full time. Yeah. And uh, you know, we just want people to to keep their eyes open and you know, if you see you know somebody that just might need a uh just a thing a lift you know yeah. and uh my you know my grandson if you ask him what the most free or if you ask him what the freest thing there is in in humanity he'll tell you kindness um and he's so true because even smiles can be fake oh yeah you know? oh so, yeah yeah no you're right you know kindness is is always genuine yeah and uh you know, so it doesn't take anything but a second to be kind to somebody, and you know, we bring more of that to to our backyard. Here off here. Amen. Amen. Well, Tom, it's been a pleasure, and uh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been great. Two three nine uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond, and we always do that. We are. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. That was fun.